What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny's Avatar in Review. That's right. We're going to rank, review, and recap every Avatar movie. Shout out to Cameron Kennedy for absolutely bringing the heat with that intro. The first time ever that Cameron texted me like, hey, I made a backup one just in case yeah. you don't approve this. And I was like, no, I had to see this. So now y'all need to see this. The backup one also very good that we it should is. show at some Maybe point. one day we'll show the, the backup one. Um, was it just the Jurassic Park intro also yeah. making fun of Nick? try that hard. But the, the characters turned blue? <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, it <laughs> was, Andy. I love that. That's great. That's a great backup option. Yeah. Of course, this is kind of funnies in review where each and every week we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. You could watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you could also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny in review and we will be right there for you if you want to get the show ad free and watch live as we record it though you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers hillary bernard id raven trent barry tranquil uranium one up pest control control alex j sandoval james hastings colin huguenel casey andrew brian cheney adam jacob moyfeld jordan from kansas jay kolbs uh molecule nathan lamothe monica boomenlog alex gradle streaking ain't easy gordon mcguire jason l the nano biologist Arrow Joe, uh, DJ Canto on Twitch, Donald Eccles, and Sean Valoric. Thank all of you so very, very much. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, Rocket Money, and Factor, but I'll get to that later. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Gia asked me, uh, like, oh, has anything changed on In Review? And I was like, well, Andy got it like a drum machine. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> Not it. a whole lot of evolution, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Joining us for this one as well. It's Christmas in December, Joey Noel. Hello. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to talk about this. I am very excited to talk about it. And joining us, of course, it's the producer slash producer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the week to you, Tim. Top of the week to you as well, Nick. Now, I'm excited about this. Yeah. Because uh, you were sick recently. Yeah. And you watched this movie a couple weeks ago as you, as in your sick days. Yeah. Uh, Mid-sickness, I was like, I'm, I'm going to be ride or die. I'm going to type up the notes for this mm -hmm. in case I can't make it. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure Tim gets it. So this is going to be like reading something that somebody else wrote. It's like <laughs> you it's like you took a bunch of mushrooms and were like, let me document this for myself for when I'm out of the high exactly, state. You know? right. Like and that. then you look back and you're like, oof, none of that was funny. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait to get into that. And so here's the deal. For Avatar in Review, you'd be surprised, but I'm walking around the office asking each and every person, do you want to be a part of this? Do you want to be a part of this? I'm getting a whole bunch of no's from a bunch of cowards, all right? Bunch of cowards. And Joey, though, Joey's like, you know what? I have never seen this movie, so I want to be on this. And I was like, cool. Well, if we're going to have four people, I want an odd number in case there's a, a tie for the votes. Yeah. So we brought in the ringer. Gia Tap Harris, everybody. Yeah. Hey. It's your first it's one. It's my first in review. Well, other than that chaotic, like, <laughs> where we re-ranked re the Marvel one. MCU movie. You also did El Camino in review. That's right. Oh, that's review, the Breaking Bad. That's it was a different bad. format for that mm -hmm. one. Yeah. That one, though. But it's a pleasure to have you here Thank today. You. Little G. Have you guys met? You two met? Yeah. What's up? Like the the eyes, the shirt to eye ratio is going on. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So you walked around the office asking, and then you walked around our house. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Moose exactly. is like, nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good, y'all. I'm good. I'm like, yeah. really into Avatar, though. <laughs> um, but so here we are. We're about to do Avatar in review. This one was released in uh, 2009. Can you believe it? December 18th, 2009. Directed by James Cameron.
Cameron, who originally planned to have the film completed for release in 1999. At the time, the special effects he wanted increased the budget to $400 million. Yeah. So no studio would fund the film, and it was shelved for eight years. James Cameron was convinced that CGI effects had progressed enough to make this film when he saw Gollum in Lord of the Rings. He was like, oh, that motherfucker? That looks good enough. We're going to do this. Give me some more. That's all I got. I didn't like that. that now, this is a Velociraptor. No, no, it's kind of sound no, like remember, it's, black guy. It's Smeagol, right? Library. It's, it's mm-hmm. Smeagol. It's my precious, but then he does call up whenever he switches. That's mm-hmm. Two Face. Mm-hmm. We'll have to work on that one. Yeah. Uh, runtime of two hours and 42 minutes, like I said, directed by James Cameron. Music absolutely crushed by the man. James Horner, an American composer known for the integration of choral and electronic elements and for his frequent use of motifs associated with Celtic music. Uh, Horner's first film score was in 1979 for The Lady in Red. You familiar with that one, Nick? No. Me neither. Never never heard of it. Uh, But he didn't establish himself as an eminent film composer until his work on the 1982 film Star Trek II. Rathcon. Oh, yeah. great soundtrack. Yes, yes. Awesome soundtrack to that. Uh, his score for James Cameron's Titanic. Oh, so he's just like straight bangers. <laughs> it, yeah, oh yeah. Is the best selling orchestral <laughs> film soundtrack of all time. Horner also scored other notable films, including Star Trek III, uh, The Name that. of the Rose, Aliens, Willow, Field of Dreams, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Willow The Rocketeer. It does. It does. Braveheart, The Mask of Zorro, uh, Deep Impact, A Beautiful Mind, Deep and Impact. The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the first one, because he died, sadly, in 2015, flying his own plane, which... Oh shit! We should all just stop doing. Yeah, that. I don't. I'm never gonna do that. I'm yeah, too, yeah. I'm, please, yeah, Nick, don't fly a plane. I'm gonna tell you. Oh, you better. You better He's gonna I'm form gonna some that. some really really awful habits getting up in that plane. Two uh two things on that. One, the Rocketeer soundtrack is a banger. Mm-hmm. It might be one of my favorite themes ever recorded. And two, I can't re- Andy. I can't remember what the Titanic. What was that song in Titanic? I can't remember what that sounded like. Oh, maybe we'll get to the plot here. Uh, okay, all right. Never mind. I, see where that, I see where that joke is. Very limited. Uh, now, I will say, in, uh, in terms oh, of. Oh, sure, music, I'll play it for you. Hold on one sec, real quick. One sec. <laughs> so close. It's, it's so far off. Right. Damn it. Wait, so if I close my off. eyes, is that Andy or is that is that Pedro, the flute guy from the Game Awards? Yeah. Um, so here's the deal, everybody. We're talking about the music. James Horner absolutely killing it. But I I want to bring up something. I think the biggest failure of this movie is the Leona Lewis song that plays in the, the credits. I see you. They tried doing My Heart Will Go On Again, and they just failed. They just missed the mark there. The song. Definitively not a banger. No, I don't even remember. I, it. You don't even know. I'm totally unforgettable. No, totally yeah. yeah. There are so many elements of this movie that I haven't seen this movie in years. So going back and watching it, would you believe that I was like, no? Did they just edit Michelle Rodriguez into this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know she was in this. <laughs> no idea. Zero remember like re- recollection of her being in this film at all. I love it. Uh, this one had a budget. Well, it's one of the most expensive movies ever made with an estimated budget of $280 million. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really matter because the box office, $2.923 <laughs> <billion laughs> dollars, making it the highest grossing movie of all time it was beat out by endgame adventures endgame but then they re-released it and now it's back to number one number three titanic so james cameron absolutely crushing the game here and you know what would have been really cool to watch the re-release somehow tim Mm -hmm. without having to go to theaters let me rent the 4k remaster with the remastered visuals 
Don't make me fucking watch a 1080p movie in the year of our Lord 2022. Like, uh, like, come on, dude. What a missed opportunity. Gia, have you heard me complain about this at all? This is news to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim won't shut up. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> bullshit, It's ridiculous, man. dude. The most technologically advanced film of all time and watching it in 1080 fucking P. Like, what are you... Get the, oh, yeah. um, I don't even want to read all the box office records set by Avatar. I'm just going to show Andy this. Like, the list just goes on and on, just like my heart. Like, it's absolutely unreal the amount of just records that this is. Fastest to 150 million in, IP, in IMAX tickets. You got to assume this is what really sort of set the standard for 3D back yeah. in the oh, day. Yeah. That was that was the big reason, right? Yeah. It was, everything was a 3D ticket. They were like twice as expensive as the other tickets. So. And this is one of the movies that you saw multiple times in theaters because it was straight up just a theme park attraction. It, I went to see it in 2D. I saw it in 3D. I probably saw it in 3D a couple more times with like other friends and family members because of how just ahead of the curve it all was. Yeah, uh, real quick, I just want to date everything here to show how long it's been since Avatar came out in 2009 that the uh, theme song that I was talking about, I See You, had an accompanying music video that premiered on December 15th, 2009 on MySpace. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think you're going to say I'm much music. <laughs> yeah. See it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about what we thought about Avatar. Andy, let's start with you. Give your little history there. You're talking about it. What'd you think? Yeah, I saw it a bunch back in the day. I, I've always been on the side that I think it gets like a lot of hate for no real good reason. I don't think it's the best movie ever made. I don't think anybody thinks it's the best movie ever made. But Damn, it is a solid fucking movie with, um, you know, just awesome sort of technology being shown. I think it's like that and Iron Man and maybe Minority Report, some of the best implementations that sort of set the standard for what holograms might look like in uh, in a sci-fi movie. Um, I loved all of the way the characters looked, except for Sigourney Weaver. She was the one that, like, threw me off the most. I don't know why her avatar didn't look like it belonged and i think a lot of it helped based on the fact that you never saw the human counterparts of the other the actual people mm. the actual uh, Na Na uh navi. navi navi i was gonna say yeah. natiri that's a character um yeah dude it's just a solid fucking movie like it i had a great time re-watching it i thought that it was gonna be a bit of a uh, slog to get through because of how long it is and i know i've seen it a bunch in the past but i hadn't seen it much like nick mentioned in about a decade honestly and uh, yeah, I had a I had a great time rewatching it. I think it's a solid story throughout. Um, a really uh, kind of asshole villain that you love to hate, with kind of neat motivations. Like I, I kind of forgot. Like, hey, you help us solve this thing, you'll we'll get you your real legs back. Like, goddamn, those are some stakes. And immediately, I, I I do think that some things could have been paced a little bit better. I do think that they should have done a bit more show instead of tell um we talk about the um the turn into him kind of feeling like he's a part of the navi i feel like that switch happens too quickly i wish there was like more and more hints of him kind of like it just felt like out of nowhere he was like uh, you know the dreams feel like the real life and the real life feels like a dream like it we get that sequence is like oh well you haven't really been showing that a whole lot in the other sequences i wish there was like more and more hints toward this gradual sort of like transformation in his brain uh but yeah it's super imaginative man like just visually and 
environmentally the art department just absolutely popped off with the way the environment looks and the nature and the aliens just really good creature design at a blast i can't wait for part two i'm more excited to see part two because i'm excited to see good cg in theaters again it's been a while we've watched a lot of marvel movies with bad cg because we know that these art houses are under incredible amounts of crunch they are being pressured to work under like super quick fast conditions turn shit around that's why a lot of Marvel movies have looked pretty bad lately because they just don't have a lot of time or budget to work on them. And I'm stoked to see like what James Cameron brings here. And based on everything we've been hearing, it's very, very exciting. Joey Noel, you've never seen Avatar. Never once. And now you've seen, seen Avatar. No. Think? I had a really good time. It's interesting because I have lived this mantra that I don't really like sci-fi movies. Uh, and I think that's probably why I skipped Avatar the first time around. I was like, ah, eh, this just isn't a me movie. But doing in review for things like Planet of the Apes and Jurassic Park, which I not really, but I tie them all together. Right. I'm like, please um, don't, please don't tie those two together. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, in, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, it was really interesting to watch this because I feel like I have a better appreciation for from watching those other series of, um, like I was as surprised to like Avatar as much as I did as I was with Planet of the Apes. And I could see that it improved upon things that we didn't like from things like Jurassic Park, where Jurassic Park 2 has like the very generic, like asshole general guy. And I feel like they do a better job of that type of character in this with um, the guy from Don't Breathe. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, that's him. Um, the Juvon asshole owner guy? Yeah. Oh, so great. So good. Uh, and then Giovanna Ribisi, so good. Uh, as yeah, that dude. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, he's so good. Um, for as much as I liked a lot of things, I don't... I feel like Sam Worthington is kind of like a mid-character. like toast as fuck. Yeah. yeah, Sam Worthington's interesting. Um, Matt Damon and Jake Gyllenhaal were the studio's first choices to play him, but then they decided to go with Sam Worthington because they wanted it to be somebody that was more of just like a generic person that's yeah. like thrust into a the... create a character. ...the world. But Sam Worthington was living in his car at the time of auditioning. Dang, really? Movie. Yeah. So, did crazy. you know that Matt Damon was offered fifteen percent of Avatar I, by James context? Cameron? Oh, to be in the movie, like to be in the movie, oh, and dang. we'll give you fifteen percent. Damn, of this IP. He was doing the Bourne <laughs> movies, so it was a schedule conflict. So he had to say no, and he talks about it in reviews, like or in interviews. God damn, that's a big chunk of money. <laughs> would, yeah, one of those big. Misses. I would ask someone to once a day walk up and slap me in the face, <laughs> just to feel a lot. Maybe it was good. five, five or fifteen. Either way, it's a lot of fucking money. Five percent of two or three billion dollars is a lot of fucking money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I. So I'm also kind of surprised at how much I like it, considering how much I like. Don't really care about the main character. I there. I don't was. I wasn't like particularly moved by their relationship, but all of the. It's so beautiful, the color palette, like all of the like combat movement and all that stuff is so good that like I kind of don't care about that other stuff as much, uh, which is like a rare thing for me. But I had a great time. Have you been on the Disney rides? No, but oh, okay. it was so funny when the when you first see the like avatar things and the, the little like pods or whatever that they're floating. I was like, oh, <laughs> Disney World. I understand this now. I like got a bunch of things. And then once I watched it, I understood the intro better of why Nick is in that scene. It makes so much sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> makes sense. Sure. I love it. G, what did you think of Avatar? Yeah, I really liked it. I also hadn't seen it since I saw it in theaters however long ago it came out. Um, so I had very little recollection of the plot or the characters, but remember the visuals. And yeah, it was, it was beautiful to watch. Um, Lolita, yeah, like plus one to what G 
Joey and Andy said, I think the motivations were good. Um, some of the characters were more one-dimensional than others, um, but generally really enjoyed watching it. I do have a hard rule that I stop watching movies after 90 minutes because I yeah. don't think Smart. any movie should be longer than 90 minutes. So I only rule. saw... I don't know, 10% of Avatar. <laughs> so I can only speak to that. But yeah, that was good. Um, I also want to shout out uh, our boy Mother's Milk, who is Laz, Sute. Yeah, Laz I had no idea. Laz Alonzo is Sute. This, this, this ca the cast of this movie has yeah. a lot of very popular people now. Like the, yeah. the top billing of it is like everyone, people that you would know, which is really. Imagine being Zoe Saldana, though, being in this and Endgame. And you're just like, yeah, top two movies, baby. And Star Trek. Well, like, I mean, yeah, all of the, all all of the series of that. that she's been in, she's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely mm -hmm. wild. Yeah. Nick Scarpino, what did you think? Of you know, um, I, I remember really liking this movie in the theaters. And I remember, you know, I, I'm, I'm a person that really dislikes 3D. And so seeing this, I saw it begrudgingly in theaters. And it was just really a, a beautiful spectacle. I think it was, it was a roller coaster for sure. And definitely something that I think James Cameron wanted you to have that experience in theaters. The more I watch it, the less I like it. And I think it's just because mm -hmm. that first that first time you see it and when you see it on the big screen, it's it's great. And then when you start you watch it again, it just doesn't have that wow factor anymore. And there's not enough meat on the bones as far as the character dynamics to really keep me coming back. And it's also punishingly long. Um, it's one of those things where I, I've, I've I started as I was writing this. And granted, I was sick when I was writing it, but I started really feeling I started really feeling the length of it, especially when. The movie starts to get a bit, a bit of a lull, and they have to rely on that narration, which as a device, I just absolutely hate. And it's no disrespect to Sam Worthington. I just don't think the dialogue's there. I don't think they give him much to work with. And he has a lot of those really weird generic lines where he's like, we spilled the same blood in the same mud. And you're like, what the fuck? What What's his about? accent also? I think he's Australian, but, but I could be like, wrong. It, it, I uh, hear about three – I hear like – American, British, and Australian just peeking in at all sorts of different he's times. He's British Australian. He's in oh, oh, he is. Okay. <laughs> but, it, but it also sounds English. like he's trying to do American at times. Yeah. And maybe he slips back in and his accent isn't super consistent. It feels really odd in a lot of moments, right? Like, I don't know if that's just the way he sounds. Yeah. Or whether he was trying to do American the whole time and then maybe sort of fell in every once in a while with his accent. I think as an avatar, as that character, I just feel like he's that the character itself is not super fun for me to be like, I don't think it's super compelling to tell this story. Once we get into the Navi, I think all those dynamics are great, but unfortunately the movie gets for me a little slogged down by the fact that there's just so much world building exposition that they have to give to you every step of the way. It's not like we always criticize like black Adam movies like black Adam or other movies. It's like, Hey, we got to tell you about this world a little bit, so bear with us for the first five minutes. But this movie's like five minutes in, we're still telling you. 20 minutes in, we're still telling you. There's history of all this stuff. And I'm like, I actually would rather read this. I wish this was a book because I think all the backstory that James Cameron did for the Navi and like all, all this world building of Pandora is awesome. But man, him having to sit there and, and, and vlog it is like me trying to do social videos. I'm like, nope, I'm done. Uh, let's get Roger to do that for it. <laughs> um, but you know, it's a it's it's James Cameron. So even any criticism that you that you can leverage or, or or throw his way is still like he's still this is still one of the one of the best movies of its ilk ever made. It's just my, one of my least favorite James Cameron movies. But again, and I think that's totally fair. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I also wanted to point out that. It also felt more, it was more of a theme park ride also in watching it because anytime that a character is narrating something at you, it really feels like you're about to step into an arcade game or a theme park ride where the boss is telling you, hey, there's all these fucking things out there. 
you got to be on it, ready? And then the cap, the captain guy's like, it's hell out there. You got to be ready. And it always feels like you're about to start yeah. a theme park ride. So, like, not only was it a theme park attraction for me of going to just watch this amazing visual spectacle in 3D, yeah. but watching it the other night, every, like, person is kind of, they give you, like, this narration at the start of the ride, and they're like, you better be ready. I'm looking at you. And you're like, yeah, I get you. your little nephews. I like, got his little like virtual gun. He's like, I'm ready, Theo. You know, like, it just feels like, it feels like so odd in moments. And, you know, the other thing that I think sticks out a little bit is that this movie is a spectacle, right? And when you saw it in theaters back in 2009, you were like, holy crap, no one's ever done this before. But we live in a post-Endgame world now. We've seen all the Marvel movies. We've seen CG that is at least comparable to where this was 10 years ago. And we've seen, in my opinion... Nobody's looked used. better than Thanos. Like, right, Thanos exactly, is the best right. thing I've ever seen. So, you know, like, you go back, you watch an endgame, and you're like, oh, this is what that evolved into. And, of course, you wouldn't have a lot of that stuff without James Cameron kind of pushing the envelope of what that is. So you got to pay respect where respect is due. But this is one of those movies, and unfortunately, a lot of spectacle movies have this problem where it's like, if it's just pure spectacle, after 10, 20 years, you go back and watch that, and it's just not as exciting because we've seen that times 10 now. And then we've seen Thanos grab a planet and throw it at someone. And you're like, all right, well, you know, the Navi are cool and flying around is great. But yeah, and in these mech suits are cool, but we've seen Hulkbuster. Uh, that's kind of cool. That's cooler, right? I, so, I, I saw a really cool video with um, James Cameron talking to, um, oh gosh, who directed Dune? Denny Villeneuve. Denny Villeneuve. And they were talking about, um, he talks to Denny about the the sort of wasp um, or dragonfly sort of yeah, thing that they have those helicopters and how the, it was an homage to Ridley Scott uh, with the the with the helicopters in his movies and that's like that's a visual sort of just like comparison of yeah just mm -hmm. an homage to Ridley Scott and he's like and what you all did with your like dual sort of copters that are straight out like out of Halo sort yeah, of things 100%. you know I think this video has such a good visual design language. Yeah. And I think that's where it stands the test of time, where there are a lot of movies that you can go back to, and the tech just did not really last throughout all the years. And you look at, like, I'm not talking, like, how the visuals look. I mean, like, what the machinery might be like in the world. It, you can easily go back to that time in the late 2000s and find movies that just, like, ugh, this did not age well in terms of, like, what they were going for visually. I think here, all of that shit lasts perfectly, and I just really wish we would have been able to watch this remastered version where in some shots they do look like really, really, really good PS5 characters. Yeah. And that's not great compared to what you expect from a real time or not a real time, but from a, a rendered character where sometimes the lighting just looks a little too off and you're like, Ooh, this is like sticking out for some reason, Damn but shame. it looks, I still think like for its time, it's a neat little time capsule to go back and be like, this was the pinnacle of what the fuck, like, this budget can do. Yeah. You know, with, like, the, the state-of-the-art teams, you know. It's, it's just, it is interesting, though, because, like, if you, if you, I guess at the end of the day, if you said, Nick, you could go back and watch Avatar, 4K, all that jazz in theaters again, or you could sit down and watch Aliens. I'd pick Aliens 10 out of 10 times over this. And I don't know, I can't, I don't know why, I just think it's a more compelling movie i think that i think the dynamics are better and i just think that is in my opinion what a classic is that's a character movie that is a character yeah. movie, and this is more well, it's, world. It's, it's more a world of a, movie yeah, yeah. And, and this is just more of that like i think he really did set out to be like you're gonna sit in this theater and be rocked by this yeah and so you know 10 years later you're watching it on your your, your tv and it's not gonna be it's just not gonna be the same experience but but a lot of the acting and all the performances and all that stuff still hold up into your to your, you know, to your point, the production design is still stunning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot, a lot of good in this movie. Tim, how about you? 
I was rocked by this at home. Like really? I, I could not have been more wrong about this movie over the last 10 years where saw it in theaters four times. Loved it. Anyone I can get to go. Like I made my brother go. I brought you my get, you blew yourself on go. this one too, right? I, I, I did. I did paint myself blue uh, <laughs> for the fourth time I saw the movie. Um, but I, I was super, super into it because I loved the tech. I loved the story. I was like really into how much of a movie this was. Like the, just the, the sense of scale of it all, the way that the, the music and the visuals and the characters and like just everything adds up. Like I really love when a movie allows itself to have its sole purpose to be just make you feel stuff. And I feel like this movie just constantly is just trying to evoke emotion out of you the entire time, this sense of wonder. And um, watching it, or, or over the years, people have talked so much shit about this movie and, and had their criticisms over the unobtainium, or it's just Pocahontas or Fern Gully and like all that stuff. But uh, over time, I was like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm going to defend it for all the reasons that I've liked it. But yeah, it's, I'm not saying it's the best movie ever made. I'm not saying whatever. Rewatching it now, I'm like, I legitimately think it's one of the best movies ever made. I don't think it's top three, but I do think it's top ten. And I think that so it those is, emotional beats still hit for you. I think that overall, it just really, really still hit. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's the perfect combination of tech and imagination being put into uh, a creator's vision and with the budget to back it up and, like, the teams to back it up. And everything about it, I think, just works. It's To me, the biggest shame is not being able to watch it in HDR and like a lot of the, the, the setbacks are more that Dolby tech side <laughs> of it, but I could not be more excited to watch the second one yeah. the proper way with the, the whole experience. Um, How are we watching it by the way? We're watching it in IMAX 3d. Um, oh, so that, okay. that, that'll be cool. It's yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I'm hope I'm hoping for a good experience, but we're actually watching it in the exact same theater that we watched avatar in 2009 <laughs> at the, the Metreon IMAX, which not, is not, not together, together oh. but we both did, which is just, <laughs> Fun. It's the same theater we saw Terminator in, right? Yeah. The yes. most recent Terminator. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, but man, I I really I just loved it. The entire experience. It like the the amount of things that reminded me of like the Wizard of Oz moment of like the world being in color, but him going into the Avatar for the first time, they go through that basketball court, like that moment was just wonderful. Dude, when like, he is like I, I got super emotional that moment when he's like just experiencing the wonders of running again. Exactly. Like, oh, that's, that's, that was so good. And, and that's my thing is like, it's a simple movie with a simple plot yeah. and simple characters. But I think that that allows the world to be bigger and the world to mean more. Again, it's a movie ass movie where it's like there is, again, unobtainium is the name of the bad thing that they're <laughs> yeah. trying to get. It's like, but fine. Like that kind of is what it is. You get what that means and you understand the motivations of these characters that are pretty simple. And, you know, at the end of the day, the story is very similar to things we've seen a bunch of times before. I think this is the best version of that story, though. And that story has problematic elements, for sure, of this, hey, here's this white dude that's going to come save the day and all that stuff. But just as a story and as a narrative, I I really struggle to to critique this in a way that I think I could find things to improve. Like, I thought that top to bottom... This movie stands the test of time from, I think, every perspective, whether it's the tech side of it, the story side of it, but it just being a movie. It's crazy, the, the duration. It makes it feel more like an entire season of an HBO miniseries as opposed to a movie. And I get that that's a criticism. I understand that, that there's a lot in this shit. But when we get to the scene of them giving the speech and the homie translating... And all of a sudden the music kicks in and they start gathering all the clans and they fucking get on the, the banshees and just fucking fly off. I'm like, could not be more into this movie. I am absolutely obsessed. And if Avatar 1 was in theaters this weekend, I would watch it again this weekend. <laughs> see, that's the thing. I'm excited to see Avatar 2 because, again, the exposition is where I thought the movie dragged. So I'm, I'm curious 
if we can go back into that and have him not feel because James Cameron is not one to be swayed by studios. If someone's like, hey, you got to set this stuff up for 20 minutes, he's going to be like, no, I don't give a shit. This is my movie. So I'm curious if we just jump right back into this world or if we do have to kind of be slow play that in there. But it's exciting because he's already built it in the first I one. Mean, dude, so what are we going to do in the next few? It's exciting for a bunch of reasons. Mainly, what's James Cameron best at? Everything, sequels, right? Everything, <laughs> yeah. but like, literally, look everything. at Aliens, right? Look what he look at Terminator Two. It's like he he knows how to up the ante for a sequel. He's never Titanic had a sequel too. to his own thing, right? <laughs> like this is the first James Cameron Titanic. sequel. No, he did, he did, he did Terminator Two. He did Terminator One he did. Yeah. as well. Yeah, that's what got Holy that's shit. what popped him. Yeah. Wow. Well, fuck. I mean, goddamn. Terminator yeah, One was great. And two was yeah. even better. And so. that's the thing we talked. About, we, we've talked about this before, but James Cameron might be <laughs> pound for pound one of the greatest filmmakers, if not the greatest filmmaker. But he just doesn't really have any misses if you go through his catalog. And he is yeah. just a good storyteller as well. There's not. He doesn't pick projects where he's like, I'm just going to phone this in. He just never has. So you go through all of his movies, and there's very few stinkers in there. Because there's only he's only done like what eight. Yeah, but they're all awesome. No, yeah. Terminator. Terminator 2. True Lies. Abyss, True Lies. Aliens. You're yeah. like, uh, I'd watch. If those are on AMC right now, I would be watching those movies right now. Uh, he's just a he's just a great uh, storyteller. Titanic. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's it's magic, man. It's Titanic it's the other day. Absolute I magic. Titanic was on, and I was like, I haven't seen this in a while. I bet this movie's terrible. No. Two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> With commercials. Oh, you know, like, oh. I'm like, uh, That's how you know oh, you're really hey. having fun. Speaking of commercials, let's take a word from our sponsors. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their holiday sales. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone and every lifestyle. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. The lost and broken coverage transfers to anyone you gift them to. They'll get great polarized shades and protection no matter what happens to them in the future. They stand by their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code KINDAFUNNY for 50% off two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. Buy one, get one free. You can get two pairs for as low as $54 at ShadyRays.com using the code KINDAFUNNY, where you can find all their newest and best shades. Shout out to Factor for sponsoring this episode. We all got to eat, and sometimes having to prep that food is the one thing really getting in the way of your day. With the bustling holiday season well underway, ready-to-eat meal delivery can lend a helping hand. Factor shops, preps, cooks, and delivers to your door so you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals during the holidays, minus the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan Plus, Veggie, and 36-plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. Factors cheaper than dining out and takeout, plus the money you save towards holiday fun and you time, and thanks to Factors' commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful chef-crafted meals, guilt-free like their creamy Parmesan chicken and three-bean vegan chili. A ton of us here at Kind of Funny have been so thankful for Factors since we've been here in the new studio, and you can too. Head to go.factor75.com slash kindoffunny60 and use code kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. That's code kindoffunny60 at go.factor75.com slash kindoffunny60 to get 60% off your first box. Shout out to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode. We all love gobbling up content and we have an understanding of what subscriptions we use or do we? Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions when the actual total is closer to 200 plus. That's right. You could be wasting 
hundreds of dollars each and every month on subscriptions you don't even know about. There's this app we love using that takes care of that for us, and it is called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. You can get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash kinda funny. Now. Hold on one second. Uh, to talk about the James Cameron uh, and the studio stuff. Do you guys see the article I think that came out today about or er, about Avatar 4? Uh, yeah. yeah. He, no, yeah. it's the only, he, it got zero notes from the studio on the script. Really? He asked for it and they got zero. So like the, the building of the series, I'm very interested in. I it's, hope we actually, it, it is one point. of those things where like, I'm obviously who I am, right? I have zero vision and uh, nobody relies on me for anything, but I go into Avatar 2. I'm like, I don't want, I don't care really about this movie coming out next week, but I would actually bet money that when I leave that theater, I'm super hyped on it. I guarantee it. That's what happened with Avatar. What happens with all of his movies? I'm like, I didn't. Did I want a three-hour movie about the Titanic sinking? No. Teenage Dick was not asking for that. Left crying. Yeah, Left crying. And speaking James of that, Andy, has the magic. Hit us with the plot. Here's the plot. It's time for the plot. Nick's gonna say the plot. <laughs> and if you want to keep going, I can kind of lead you. Yeah, in. yeah. Can you go? Can, It'll be quiet, you know. But yeah, yeah. But just, tra- just trail it yeah. off. I need like a four, like four bars of trailing it off. Okay, oh, a full Thank volume. You. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the plot synopsis for Avatar, the movie in which Tim blew himself. <laughs> I did. Jake Sully, we're introduced to this character. Uh, tells us how he got a hole in his body. And dreams of flying. He wakes up from cryo in zero G. And this is the first time in the theater that I was like, holy fuck, this was worth seeing in 3D. It's right off the crib. Yep. Do you remember People the shot? Oh, that shot. I was, I was just, where it was literally like, everyone in the theater goes, like, okay. Like there's a gasp <laughs> yeah. when that happens. I was like, this is going to be something cool. And he has to tell us about his brother, Tommy. Unfortunately, who was a scientist. He was really smart, but he died the week before because he was robbed. He died for the paper in his pocket, which is the first line that they wrote in this. I was I like, <laughs> needed a rewrite yeah. on that one. We're talking it. We're talking in some sort of weird parlance right now, and I don't like it. It takes five years to get to this lost world called Pandora, which looks a lot like Earth. Uh, since Jake's genome is identical to his dead brother's, they offer him a fresh start on Pandora if he'll step into his brother's shoes. Uh, Jake and the rest of the team drop onto the base with cool gas masks. Another thing I totally forgot about was they can't breathe that in this environment, yeah. which is cool. interesting. Yeah, I, I will say that this whole beginning of the movie, my my gut reaction was like, oof. I don't like this. I, yeah. I'm wrong in the other way. Yeah. And like a lot of this dialogue here, I was just like, this is rough. This is not that great. But then I just feel like you learn the language of what they're doing. Again, it's simple. They're just like, here's the simple rules. And now we're going to have fun with it. But I do think that the early video log stuff is a little, a little rough. And what's his face from Inception too? Uh, the dude who does the put, helps him go to sleep in Inception. He's a scientist in here. Oh, yeah. which one? Oh, the guy who's oh, like got yes. the like underground basement, and he puts all the, like the old people to sleep. Yeah, but he's only in a few scenes in this, right? Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking JD from Grandma's Boy. He's in this as he's well. In this no, not JD from Grandma's Boy. And literally every time he's on, he's on screen. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. I can't see you as anything other than JD. Leap Rao is his name. Got it. Yeah. Uh, we're introduced to a lot of things here. They, we get, we see some APUs from the Matrix Revolutions almost run over uh, Jake uh, Colonel Miles Cordich. 
You're the worst named character in the history. Did you know his last name was Cordage? Not a chance. Nope. You just call him a colonel, right? No, I, I did because he kept on saying, like, Cordage when he called him out yeah. to, like, fight him at the end. I was like, that's a terrible name for a character. Bad name for a character. Yeah. Played by Stephen Lang. This is the movie that kind of made him pop. If I remember, this is the first time I remember seeing him being like, dude, this guy is an awesome bad Stephen guy. Stephen Lang yeah. is a fantastic. He just looks like a bad guy. He's just got, he's yeah. just jacked. Anyone that's that, Most like, kind of older with gray full hair. Yeah. How uh, bad, how bad is the name? How bad, how bad is the name? Hey, everyone. Welcome to a podcast and <laughs> a podcast called How Bad, How Bad is the Name? How bad, how bad is the name? Yeah. Uh, I'll be your host, Nick Scarpino, alongside Andy. Andy, how, how bad is the Cordage name? Cordage goes rank number two underneath Tom Lone from Catwoman. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I'm, it's unanimous decision. Tom Lone. That's the whole Tom list. Lone. Uh, I'm Jake Sonley. Uh, <laughs> a lot of generic stuff in here. Uh, anyway, uh, Cordage gives everyone a speech. Uh, that some of them are going to die because Navi, the Navi are tough as nails and they use these cool neurotoxins that I thought was going to be a lot more prominent in this movie. It turns out not so much. Um, then JP, sorry, from Grandma's Boy, not JD. JP from Grandma's mm. Boy takes takes him over to the Avatar lab where he sees his new blue body and they're really tall. These Avatar are 10, 15 feet tall. How's it make you feel, Nick? You, would you want to get in there? You know, for a second, I was like, if this technology, I mean, it'd just be nice to be in Greg Miller's body for a second. You know what I mean? I just punch that fucking thing and then leave it. Ew. God damn. <laughs> okay. I'd leave it somewhere like, <laughs> I'd be like, Greg, you can pick your body up at the 7 Eleven on the corner. <laughs> leave that empty husk. Punish that in thing. a dumpster. <laughs> Joey had to, for audio listeners, Joey had to take her glasses if off. You say punish that thing. That's yeah, awful. there's so many different directions yeah. that could go that in, and I don't like you. that. Uh, oh, I actually wrote a note in here for Greg because I thought he was on this. I said, Greg, how big do you think the schwanz is on that thing? <laughs> Bear, let's cut that part up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nick, we're live. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Jake learns how to vlog, which is uh, which would be a good way to get across all the exposition that the audience needs to know. Then Ellen Ripley comes out of uh, Avatar Sleep, and uh, Sigourney Weaver is just the goat. I love seeing Sigourney yeah. Weaver. Shout Avatar. out to the Weave, man. Where's my cigarette? That's awesome. <laughs> CG cigarette. Oh, oh, I think I yeah. remember hearing about uh, this. I don't know exactly why, but the movie's 40% live action, 60% photorealistic CGI. A lot of motion capture technology was used for the CGI scenes. Uh, a lot of tech was made for the first time for this movie that's now used in every movie that yeah. we watch. Um, some scenes took an average of 47 hours to render. And yeah, for some reason, the cigarette was CG. Yeah, I will say that the, a lot of these interior sequences remind me a lot of the prequels, which is not great because these no. were made like a decade later. And a lot of these interior sequences where they're inside of a lab just looks really, really off compared to the rest of the CG and the rest of the movie. Um, I could have sworn at moments that like you can still see some of the green glow on some characters from like whatever blue screen or green screen was around them. I, I swear I could see that in some instances. Thanks, um, Disney Plus. Your stupid-ass yeah. 1080p fucking garbage. Oh, is that? Oh, that's where the movie is? Look, I got an expense. I rented it for $3. Is that cool? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the, ten, the, the, the preferred 1080p version? I got, uh, yeah, it was from the Microsoft Xbox. I'm going to give you $6 back for that. Thanks, should, to be <laughs> fair, you might have looked for uh, Disney Plus, but I believe, Tim, when it went back into theaters, they took it off of Disney Plus. They did. So yeah. I thought when it leaves theaters, they're going to put it back in the 4K HDR version. Yeah. No, Tim, or make us you. pay for it. Like, I, dude, I would gladly, <gasps> I would pay this Is there no 6 or $7. Blue steel box that you could have no, purchased for this? No, this movie <laughs> currently does not exist in 4K for home release. What a missed opportunity. Now I'm mad, Gia. I'm so upset. <laughs> anyway, uh, Grace, who was, who was Sigourney Weaver's character, does not like Jake Sully. She doesn't like having a Marine on her squad. Dr. Grace, actually. Dr. Grace? Dr. Grace. Yeah. Did I say Grace Sully? 
I don't know. Damn. Dr. Grace. What's her first name? Grace. Grace. So I have to call her Dr. Grace, like Dr. Phil? Yeah, she earned that, <laughs> she earned that doctorate. Yeah. You know what? Give her Doc. <laughs> I'm going to call everyone Doc from now on. Dr. Jim, <laughs> Dr. Andy, Dr. No. Uh, she is like that. She, is, she was hoping for the scientist and got the jarhead instead. Uh, he meets Parker, who, Giovanni Ribisi, sometimes you're like, do you know what movie you're in? Does it matter? I love him. I don't care. Love him. Perfect. <laughs> Loved him. <laughs> Loved him ever since I saw him in the mod school. Oh, is he the, the smarmy little asshole? Yeah. Oh, perfect. 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 Fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. He's he, just he's like, you know what? The vibes I got? Justin Hammer. Oh, yeah. This guy Iron is Man the too. perfect little jerk ass here at the yeah. top of the food chain that is just like, I, I like probably my favorite scene in the whole movie, honestly, is him trying to relay these plans. Go walk him to the hologram and be like, what's this? If, Fix it. Get me. Come yeah. on. Like when, like seeing his like frustration and like impatience trying to talk to these people. So good. I love him. Uh, he tells us a little bit about the score, which is that the, the relations with the Navi are getting worse. He tells uh, them about unobtainium, which again, the dumbest. You name. guys, no, Joey. I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna. We're gonna pump the brakes on the unobtainium. I, I guarantee you, right now, Nick's about to use these two words because. It was better in the core. <laughs> I fucking knew you understand me. You were so right. You were so right. Do you understand me that James Cameron, one of, if not the greatest working filmmaker <laughs> on the planet right unbelievable. now, stole a line of dialogue from the Aaron Hengard classic, The Core. The Core. The Core. Which I also saw in that same theater. Which that one time, by the unbelievable. Way, I've told the story before. This is my this is my claim to fame. One mm-hmm. time at Comic-Con, I thanked Aaron Eckhart for The Core. And he said... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's what he said to me. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry you saw that movie in theaters. So I was like, I like that movie. And then I walked away. I've never talked to him again. Yeah. Uh, that is so perfect. Tim just l- looking at the wiki sheet and highlighting the core. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, it doesn't make it any less factual. Okay. <laughs> you stole it from a Hillary Swank movie. Uh, anyway, uh, this is the, the unobtainium they want. It's the biggest deposit of unobtainium for a 20 mile radius, and they have to have it. And it's underneath this big tree that I'll end up eating them in. Uh, he reminds uh, Grace uh, to use everything she's got to find a diplomatic uh, uh Solution. Uh, the next day, Grace, Doctor Grace. Thank you. Apologize. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna have to do a final replace for that after this. Loads him into the machine, and off we go. Jake, Jake. They're like, Jake, you gotta pump the brakes on this. He's like, I feel great. I feel great. I'm gonna go off and run. And he runs through the planners, and everyone's like, Dude, this is a really like. Maybe just take this for a second. Um, where on the uh, Alec Baldwin scale is he on the like bumbling around? Sweaty bumping. Hit the theme. Hit the theme. Andy, no, hit the theme. I will not hit the theme. Hit the theme. I will not hit the fucking theme. Hit the theme for Departed Departure. The Alec Baldwin podcast of the podcast. Joe, he's 100% Alec Baldwin in this. <laughs> he's bouncing around everywhere. He's smiling. You're like, totally, you're like, what are you doing? This is so off. You should be kind of scared right now. But he's like, this is great. I'm pumping. Sweat just dripping down his brow, a little blue sweat, just like Alec Baldwin had in that cargo container in The Departed. <laughs> he's spot on it. Thank you, Joey. No Andy, problem. Play us out. There it is. Wow, oh, that didn't hit. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're off. We're running. This is a, mo- a great moment. It's the first time he's an avatar. And then uh, Dr. Grace catches up to him and in her avatar, which is awesome. She's like, oh, it looks like her. That's cool. I appreciate yeah, that. I was surprised that you said that you weren't into her avatar earlier because I felt like she was the you first know, one that like actually I was like, oh, that's her. I don't know if it, it, I just don't know Sam Worthington's face enough to like recognize and, him as an avatar. And that may be what it is. It may be yeah. that. Sam Worthington has such a generic face that... And technically, it's his brother's generic face. It just feels normal. It just feels natural. But yeah, for her, uh, 
that's the one that kind of looked the most off to me. Mm-hmm. It just felt like you, not JP. It, it his was weird. Well, his was weird <laughs> his too. Was, yeah, <laughs> both of them. I feel like it almost felt like MTV Movie Awards. Like, what if we put Ben Stiller as an avatar? Yeah. And like, uh, here's what. It, that's the kind of vibe I like. It yeah. was like it was a little too odd to see them in those bodies. I was really thrown off by her what she was wearing. I was going to say that like too. Very not Sigourney Weaver, like the a little tank, tank top. top. I was yeah, like, oh, that's you mean like the crop not, top that she's in or whatever? It yeah, is. that's not what she wears in like her human form yeah but when you're an avatar you can do anything yeah you do whatever you want crop it up. i'd have my shirt off all the time if i was an avatar form buns out percent do it right now if i was yeah. taller <laughs> anyway they eat some of that purple fruit from thanos's garden and then hang out in the barracks where jake looks at his cool oof, we'll just say ponytail we're not going to finish that <laughs> sentence uh, holy crap, Michelle Rodriguez is in this LOL. Hell yeah, Letty. <laughs> I would have lost yeah. a lot of money if Andy had bet me that she was in this movie. <laughs> anyway. I love uh, that you're just self-centering your past self for this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, cur- uh, the colonel tells him that the Avatar program is a joke. He wants to recruit Jake as a spy for him. Learn everything you can about the Navi just in case they need to squash them out. And we're setting up that third act. Quote, you get me what I need. I'll see to it. You get your legs back and when you rotate back home. Uh, they embark on an expedition into the forest to talk to the Navi and tap into the tree roots, uh, which is uh, like uh, Pandora, Pandora's fiber lines. This is a cool thing that they they kind of they talk about a little bit, but it's one of the coolest aspects of the sci-fi in this. And they kind of gloss over it a little bit. But the fact that like all the trees are a network that they can tap into, like stores memories of past ancestors. It's awesome. I'm like, that's rad. I mean, then, like blowing up the world tree later. It's like that is breaking their network. Yeah, on. It makes it's, sense. Like, it's it's so damn cool. And also like this is where we first start to see like the beauty of Pandora. Like this, the, the neon jungle aesthetic was like created in this movie. And they just knocked it out of the park. Like the blue and pink and the, just the colors are beautiful. so The jewel tone beautiful. as like the color Love palette it. for it is Perfect. I could picture Kevin accidentally knocking down the network and being like, sorry, sorry, y'all. <laughs> I accidentally cut a tree down. My bad. I'm no, sorry. Kevin, sorry. No, it would Kevin be like, sits fuck. on a little tree and it's <laughs> off. And like, yeah. Sit the you just thing. hear fuck in the <laughs> back. <laughs> he'd have to like run around and try to get the tree back up. Yeah. Yeah. It would be an avatar, so he'd be like scurrying. Oh my God. Kevin is an avatar. I love it. <laughs> God bless him. Uh, let's see. Jake gets attacked by this big hammerhead thing, but backs it down. And until he soon realizes that he's not actually backing down, there's a massive Pandora Puma behind him. Uh, it chases him over the waterfall uh, alone. Uh, Jake fashions a spear and unwittingly leads uh, leads himself into the Navi territory. It's the first time he's sort of been out by himself as a, as one of the in his avatar, and it's scary. I love it, how scary this is. Like yeah. I feel like it's such a great introduction to the world because it's like, yo, it's beautiful, but it's also really full of creatures that could at any point rip you apart and kill you, and you don't know what they are, and like that you are in intruding on their their space and like i just thought it was really well done it's a very cameron-esque scene here and these little jackal type animals you can only imagine how big they are they got to be like golden retriever size yeah because they're like not the tiniest things that are attacking him and these navi are like 12 feet tall you got to imagine like it's probably like a sizable fucking creature like oh, that thing's compared to a though. human Absolutely. something that i appreciate about it is like how the like the varied style of like enemies uh, that are in the world it looks really cool because i think back to like jurassic park it's like you've somehow made dinosaurs less cool by being not imaginative about it but the design style for all these are really really fucking yeah. cool uh, it's one of those joe that you like you're a little kid you're walking at i'm pretty sure i was just a little kid walking at sam's club when, while i was there with my mom and i was like i just got like a 50 cent pizza and you see the art book going? for oh, and go. you see the art book and you look through the art book and you see all the concepts for the aliens and shit it's like mm. god that like this movie is just like i can only imagine how much fun they had coming up with 
what wildlife looks like on Pandora. You like, got an art book with a 50-cent pizza? Well, you know, like the, the Sam's Club, they're always selling pizza super cheap, you know what I mean? You no, get, like, I don't know what came, you're talking about. But it came with an art book? I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, no, you, you, Costco, you get a whole, you would eat the pizza. pizza for $1.50. Yeah, you would eat the pizza bear, it's but like then cardboard, you, but it's there. You would walk around and shop, and you would just, yeah. like, see, like, cool. Uh, I would always okay. I would always see the Star Wars books that, like, show, like, the what the inside. The DK an, books. Yeah, what the inside of an X-ray looks like. Oh, I have those, Andy, if you want to ever want to check those Those are cool. Visual dictionaries. Give me a 50-cent pizza first. You remember every time you'd walk over to the book section, it smelled like the rest of the place? Which for whatever reason smell like sawdust. You're like, this used to Delicious. be a Home Depot. Weird. Smells good. Anyway, uh, we get introduced to Natiri here. She's Sponson, and she's about to kill him with an arrow because he's an abomination until a little flying jellyfish stops her. Uh, and then later that night, Can you re- again, this was scene number two of the movie in 2009. We were just the whole theater's like, whoa, because we see the fucking jellyfish come and it was 3D, and it's like, I can fucking touch yeah. that thing. And you're like, oh, it's gonna sting me. Didn't look as good in 10. Me, and my dad's stone out of our minds. Just bothered. <laughs> smoking out in the <laughs> You're like smoking so out in the Chevy Trailblazer, blazing it up. <laughs> Man, I hope that was the case. I hope that was the case, and I hope you guys watched the wrong movie when you were there. Like jingle all the way no, instead of no. uh anyway, Jake fashions a torch and gets himself attacked by some Pandora hyenas, and then Natiri saves his bacon. Uh I love how half of her dialogue is just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's mad at him, of course, because he's like, oh, I had to do all this stuff to, like, survive. And she's like, you're doing all the wrong shit, bro. You you, you got him here. The, the, all the light, all that stuff that you did is you're, you're living opposite of what nature wants you to live. And and so that's going to sort of start them on their journey. Um, she tells him to go back. Uh, but the flying jellyfish again one more time. Destiny, bro. Uh, yeah, they're like, they, they take a liking to him. And he's like, get the hell away. And she's like, no, stop. I like <laughs> that scene. These things will kill you if you piss him off. Uh, <laughs> anyway, no, they're the seeds from the sacred tree. They're very pure, pure spirits. And if they like Jake Sully, then she should too. Uh, so she invites him to come with him. Uh, but soon he's attacked by other Navi, uh, one of whom is Laz Alonso's character, whose name is, nope, that's the cinematographer's page for this movie. We'll just call him La- Dr. Laz Alonso. Um, I, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> and knowing it's him makes it even better. Yeah. It's awesome. You know what's so funny is why like, do, do you remember the first time we saw Lazalonzo? The boys. Oh, oh, no. his mother's name. No. Okay, okay. Wasn't he in Fast and Furious yeah. Four, the tunnel yes. sequence? Yeah, and I remember being like, this guy's Dark an awesome bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh. Um, I'm gonna try to get his character's name. Nah, it's gone. Anyway, we'll keep going. Uh, he was like, dude, we got to this guy. Say we got two to- or something like that. I mm. I'll look it up. You look it up while while we're there. Nick, have you ever been stung by a jellyfish? No, I don't like taking my shirt off, so that precludes me from going to the ocean. Mm. Not even like your little feetsy in the water or anything? Yeah, that's what pools are for. Mm. But God, we figured that out. Yeah. Concrete, pools, no salt water. Sometimes there is salt water. Suit and you get it, go. There it is. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. Did you, G? What is his name? I have. Sute. Yeah. Sute. Was there pee involved? I had to pee on it, yeah. Did you, did, you had to pee on yourself? That doesn't really yeah. work. I thought I heard that didn't work. Well, I did it anyway. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So you got on your arm and you just... Yeah. If it was on your lower back, would you just like do a handstand and try to like lean it back, like try to (laughs) let it run backwards? I think at that point I'd be like, Andy, we're about to get real into it with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Uh, Also, a little convenient with all these jellyfish. Like I, 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 I think it's like the perfect way to immediately write off any sort of like qualms that the 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 tribe may have with him because you're watching you're like why would they be so accepting of this of this guy yeah. just wearing a t-shirt <laughs> yeah and like and it really is because of how strongly they believe in their religion and 
these are like the things of destiny. These fucking things, like no, like this is a sign. We this is the, he's not here to harm or whatever. So like, I think it's kind of a perfectly written way to get yourself out of like a, any sort of like logic plot holes. You know, it's like oh no, the the fucking destiny thing. That's that's how that's how the tribe is like. Well, we gotta be cool with this guy. We gotta teach him our ways. Then it also goes. It also goes to sort of show you that there's like this higher life form happening on Pandora. That's why this planet's so important. We should destroy it, uh, which I think is. I think it was a good. It's a good narrative. Device. Yeah. Um. Of course, Nateria steps in and she's like, "No, the pure spirits love him. We gotta take him uh, to the leader." Uh, and there's two leaders here. One is uh, West Studi. Who shout out to West Studi if you're not familiar with him. Loved him ever since he was in Last. Of the Mo- saw him last in the Mohicans. He's a badass actor. And then of course uh, the mother character, the. Uh, I'm going to mispronounce that, so I'm not even going to try. Uh, she's played by C.C.H. Pounder, who, if you're not familiar with that actress, she's awesome, too. She's been in a, hell, a ton of stuff. You can look both them up. Uh, anyway, they interrupt them. He tells everyone, he's like, look, I used to be a Marine. Moat, isn't it? Moat is her. Yeah. No, but she, her, her, the leader, there's two names they have for the leaders. Oh. He okay. is the, um, I forget what his name is, but her name is like the... Tahik or something like, like that. Captain. Where she's like, roles. yeah, like the spiritual yeah, leader, stuff like that. Oh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Her, her her name is Moat. Yeah, and his name is uh, Moat. Uh, but anyway. Uh, thank you. Yes, that is his name. Uh, she interrupts and says, this is the will of uh, Iwa, who is the, like, they're like, their spirit. Ewa, thank you. Uh, he tells her, he tells everyone, listen, I used to be a Marine, but this is, uh, my cup is empty and I want to learn. And everyone's like, cool. And we'll just trust you. He used to be a Marine. That's cool. What's a, hey, what's a Marine is what I would ask. No, I, well, he's, he calls, he's a warrior from the Jarhead tribe. And I love that he's like trying to like contextualize his military experience into this like indigenous. Right. And he's, he's a warrior. I'll fuck this guy up. Yeah. <laughs> I love Sute popping in there. Uh, and of course, Moat, who's uh, Natiri's mom and the leader, uh, orders Natiri to take, to teach Jake Sully in the ways of the Navi. And I think that, by the way, I didn't think I catch, caught this the first time, but the Navi don't call themselves the Navi, right? They they call themselves by a different name, that's something longer. I didn't notice, but is that not just their clan? Maybe is that oh is that so the Navi are the the, the overall yeah the Navi's the all ah uh, that makes sense it's yeah. like something yeah something longer anyway Jake goes to bed in a tree hammock and wakes up in his lab. Park. I like that it like curled up around him. I yeah, like, I want a hammock like that. Yeah, Good but this lover. this was a great movie. This was the the first time in the movie where I realized just how engrossed in it I was. Where it's like oh shit. There, we're not just in this world. Like there is like the outside world. He wakes which, up back again. You're like, oh, like fuck. oh, fuck. There's <laughs> something else. But like happening. then there's like layers to that where you're like, oh, but it is still in the exact same place. Like they're in, in the same area. So it's like I really love the way that it plays with your the viewer's sense of space of like where we're supposed to be in the film. Yep. Uh, let's see. Parker tells Jake that the big tree is resting on top of the biggest and obtaining deposit within 200 clicks and introduction. Yeah, they give Jake three months to find a carrot, or else they'll be forced to use the stick. Uh, the next morning, Jake uses his um, what's it, well, his braid to to bond with a. God, I want to know what you wrote. Nick. You know, I'll, I'll I'll slack it to you, Tim. I'll slack it to you. <laughs> Thank you. Discussion. Thank you. Uh, We're not trying to shut off the stream right now. Yeah. yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to get that copyright strike. Uh, to bond with a Pandora horse. Uh, then they all head out to the legendary floating mountains of Pandora. This is awesome. Oh my god, it's fucking awesome. Again, we're talking about visual identity. It's like this movie is just relentless of like. Here's another cool thing. Guess what? Flying mountains. Dope. Yeah. Yep. Back this to Tim. There you go. 
And there's the Slack message. <laughs> and but, oh, oh shit. yeah. <laughs> Somehow it was just the simple. I'm the one that doesn't know, so I feel like you have to <laughs> oh, tell. Man. You have to say it. You know, I'm gonna just say it. I'm gonna just say it. <laughs> it's your words, not mine. Hair penis. Yeah, I knew exactly that's what he was. I, it was either just, head or hair penis. He's just <laughs> such a basic man. <laughs> a simple man that I hate. The hair penis <laughs> is like the moment that we lost Cool Greg when we were. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I'm oh, I want on the record, Cool Greg fucking. This movie, like, you know when uh, in 2009 when everyone, like, all of a sudden got really religious about Avatar? Like, oh, and yeah. they turned it. That's Cool Greg. Cool Greg's a changed man. This is like his new favorite thing in the uh, No I word for real? Swear to God. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Cool Greg is transformed. We got to get him to Pandora. Wow. That's awesome. But, but now you ruined it with hair penis. You he know? doesn't like hair penis. I, again, I didn't ruin it. I get it. <laughs> I slacked it to Tim, gave him that power, knowledge mm-hmm. is power. Anyway, uh, they all the, the whole team goes up to the mountains. They set up shop there. Uh, Jake tells us that Dr. Grace knows he's working with the Colonel, which is interesting. It's interesting. Well, she's like, I know what you're working for the Colonel. It's like, oh. We probably could have kept that a little silent, but I guess there's no secrets on this little tiny base. Kind of makes sense. Not insulting the audience. She doesn't care, though. She says uh, Jake has what she needs. Uh, Natiri introduces Jake to her Ikron, uh, which is like a little mini dragon, and they're cool. But I, I also like the angle of Jake being like, you know, uh, Doc, she, you know, I got something she needs now, and now she's not going to be an asshole to me. Yeah. Now I got, like, she knows that I have an in for her to get back in because... She misses these people. These people were a part of her life, and then she got kind of run out and cast aside. So I, I kind of like that angle that he's kind of playing that politics game. It is one of those things where, like, they kind of gloss over the fact. Like, let me set the stage for you guys. We're all hanging out, right? And we meet this little tiny person that's, like, maybe, like, smaller than us. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're like, hey, I'm not from this planet. And you're like, oh, cool, that's that's interesting. And they're like, I want I want to basically produce stuff in your studio. I'm like, no, nah, this is a private studio, you can't do that. And then a day later, they come back in Tim's skin. <laughs> do you go like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> do you have any vibes? You know what I mean? It, I thought the same thing, honestly, near the end. It'd be off-putting to say, I'd be like, we got to kill you. Like, there's yeah, no this is way. demon work. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. near, near the end, I, I did sort of have that question because I had forgotten when they get unplugged and they collapse and they're like, a demon in a false body or whatever. I'm yeah. like, well, what's been happening ever since then? Has he just been like, oh, he's super knocked out. He's super asleep. You can't wake him up if you try. This guy, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's weird that that's like, that that's conveniently something that hasn't been kind of brought up. Yeah. And it wasn't until the demon in a false body moment I was like, oh, fuck. They've been bamboozled. They, like, this guy has been pulling this trick on them forever like and i thought the whole time that they knew the sign that uh uh dr uh, sigourney weaver was doing the same shit mm-hmm. i Weird. thought they did though they i mean they're aware of what these things are right they're aware that there's human beings in the avatar right the entire time no they're not they're not until, until we get to that point. they're not until they disconnect them near the end so who do they think they are they, i don't know Just different that's what i don't know oh, i thought they i thought they were well aware of what What's going on? That's no, man. Because when the okay. when, when the sergeant walks in, he's pissed off when he finds out that Jake Sully fucks them over and he broke the camera and he busts into the scientist's office and he uh, he lifts the lid and like gets pissed off at all of them and it's like fuck, get the fuck out of this program or whatever. What's up? Alex G in the chat is bringing up the facts here, saying it was always brought up they called them Dreamwalkers. 
Yeah. So there was that. They knew th- that who he was. He was just using that to insult them. They know they're humans. Okay. Yeah, I had to imagine so because I remember hearing the term Dreamwalker, but then it felt like such a moment to when the body falls limp and there's no yeah. he's not inside there anymore. Because we can see a demon in a false body. Like, see, I fucking told you all. Like, they've been tricking us this whole time. I was like, well, well why bring that line up? It's such a weird. I think he was just trying to exert like influence and power mm. over the tribe at that point, or the clan at that point. Because I think it, it, there's no way they don't know. It's I a mean, weird it, point to bring up, though. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we get a montage of them doing all sorts of stuff. Uh, Doctor Grace gets uh, to open us uh, up a school again, uh, thanks to Jake uh, talking to the Moat. Uh, Jake is finally ready to pick uh, pick his uh, Ikron, uh, which they call Banshees, which I think is cool. Again, another fun reference to maybe stealing from Halo or the core. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe. It's one of the two. Uh, the challenge of the fucking Banshee is so. one of the dopest things. Like, we get it. When he says, let's dance, I'm like, all right, these motherfuckers know what they're doing <laughs> yeah. here. This is so hype. I love the idea. His name is Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> but him, like, walking in, you just see all these things. And it, again, is really fucking scary. But it's like, oh, he's about to tame one of these things, and it's going to be his. How do you know shit. which one is which? They're, he's going to try to kill you. Fuck yeah. So sick. Come on. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, of course, things don't go great so far. It, it, right off the bat, he gets thrown a couple times, but he gets back up and he eventually wrestles it down to the ground uh, and makes the bond with it. And then he's like, now what do I do? And Interior says, think fly. And fly, he does. They fly a bunch and we see the Tree of Souls, uh, which Dr. Grace really wants to get a sample of. Uh, then they get attacked by a great Leono Petrichic six, but the Navi call it the last shadow. The last thing you see. Come on. Oh, that is a badass man. name. <laughs> That's I was like, all right, I'm back in on this movie. Perfect color scheme change too. So yep. the exact Bigger. thing you do in a video game, you're like, no, this one's a big baddie. Yeah. It can't be blue or purple or teal. No. That's this red, motherfucker's red. gonna be red and yellow. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's so sick. Uh, we get a little more history here. Uh, her grand- Quick grandfather. Question. Quick question: yeah. When they're flying over the tree of sh- life, tree of tree souls, tree of souls. Mm-hmm. When they're flying over the tree of souls, are they? Is he in the room with them? I, I meant to rewind to that part. Is Jake Sully in the room with them, and they're like reviewing tape, or are they looking through his memories, through his blogs? Yeah, like I think because they they get the footage it. of the tree of souls, and they're like, "Look, that's tree of souls. That's a blah blah blah." And I don't remember if Jake Sully's in the room with them, or if they're using like his brain, kind of. Um, no, I think they just are kind of like this. Is, we got footage of this. Okay, thing. okay. I don't think there's any like real explanation for it. It's my a little tiny. Oversight, yeah. Or if you look real closely, you can see a little GoPro cam on. Oh, got you, got you. The Dreamwalkers, and 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 again, one of my problems with this is throughout all of this, uh, Jake Sully is more than willing and more than happy to help out everybody back home. Right? He's stoked that he can kind of help the squad back, back the the Mm -hmm. army or whatever, and he's giving them all this info. And he's like, "Oh, it's a network, it's a spiral, blah blah." And then that's that's why I'm kind of like let down more by. When that switch is is flicked and it's suddenly like, man, I don't like my human body doesn't even feel like me. I feel like the real me is really the 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 Navi or whatever. And I wish we saw a bit more of that conflict, like leading up with every time he would go back, maybe they ask right. him more and more questions. And he's like, uh, you know, let's let's talk about this later or something. I wish we I wish we saw a bit more of that as opposed to just like suddenly, poof, guys. Because. We're right here, right? Yeah. And that's it. To your point, he says, you know, they get a little exposition on the the great grandfather used to ride one. He was a big leader. So he's like, oh, I got that idea locked in there. And then Jake's starting to lose him, man. Out there is the real world. In here is the dream. And you're like, oh, okay, that felt a little fast. Because to us, obviously, like to, in the movie world, months have gone by. But to yeah. us, it's like, you've only been in 
this guy, this blue guy, for like two days, bro. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. I wish we got no? more shots of Sigourney Weaver and maybe the captain dude trying to get more info and him being a little bit more hesitant. Yeah, you, I mean, you can tell that, like, looking back now, I, I would be willing to bet if James Cameron could do it over again, he'd make this movie, like, two movies. Tell the story. There's a lot of movie yeah. in this movie. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot of movie. Yeah. There's like a pretty definitive point in the middle where you could easily split it. Into yeah, two. for sure, definitely. Right I, when the I, don't know, I, yeah. I loved it, and I feel like those like little subtle things that they did that like really showed the progression. Like I liked the use of the subtitles, where like as he started getting more Navi as, mm -hmm. as opposed to humans, then we would see the Navi language like translated. But before we didn't, like those little things, I thought they did a good job. Yeah. Again, using the language of the movie to to build it up, and um, they created over a thousand words. For this this language, and I love the the papyrus font <laughs> that they use. Like fuck yeah, the nineteen ninety five papyrus font. I know. So glad they looks like something I designed when I discovered Photoshop. So glad they made a new fucking logo for the new. Oh, one. did they really? They got like a completely new font treatment, and it's yeah. no longer papyrus. It's it's similar and kind of it, it gives you that same sort of vibe, but it's not as ugly as papyrus. Thank God. Uh, we cut back over to the colonel. He tells him that his man is time to terminate the mission. I have everything I need in that tree of souls place. Uh, he tells him he's gonna get his he's gonna get his legs back. But Jake wants to see this thing through. He has he uh, he has to do one ceremony left. The final stage of becoming a man in the Navi culture. It will it will make him one of them. They'll trust him, and he can negotiate the terms of their relocation. Which you're sitting in this movie theater and you're like, no, there's no way that's gonna. This work. ain't gonna end well. First <laughs> off, it's one of those things where it's like. You know, you live in a one-bedroom apartment, and someone comes up like, I need to relocate you. Here's a little cash. You're like, you know what? I'll consider this offer. If your fucking treehouse is 8,000 stories tall, and clearly the biggest tree on the entire planet, they're not going to relocate, bro. It's not going to happen that yeah. way. The stake on that one, to me, was like a little bit lacking. Because I'm like, I, as an audience member, I'm like, there's just no way. Yeah, just put like one happen. ounce of critical thought into it, and yeah, you realize how this is going right? to play out. Before also, we get to the final act, um, is it a wig? I don't know, wigging out with Scarpino. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast from the podcast, Wigging Out with Scarpino. I can only imagine that Andy's talking about Jake Sully's terrible hairpiece that he wears most of this movie because they have to show his hair growing. And I think at the beginning, it there was... had to have been reshoots and they had to go back and Dude, do some it's stuff. Bad. It's such a bad, it, like, the worst type of wig is when it's trying to emulate the way his hair looked Used at look. one point in the yeah. movie. Mm. So you see how his real hair looks when it's definitely longer not shaved not like army crew cut or whatever mm -hmm. but when they try to like give you the vibe again that his hair has grown back it looks awful it is so distracting i hate it and they also have they have a lot of close-up shots in him and they do the thing that like sylvester stallone did when he got the hair plugs where it's just a straight line across <laughs> and you're like that's not how hair grows <laughs> unless you're tim uh yeah. anyway uh he's got the ceremony the navi say that everyone is born twice the second time is when you earn your place among the people forever love that love run. the the final line of the movie i'm like this is hype as shit Come on. <laughs> uh jake and terry run around and uh, can indeed feel the love tonight. Uh, this is again, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that James Cameron stole a lot of shit in this movie, but he definitely saw the Lion King at some point. Uh, she takes him to the tree of voices, and she hooks up his hair penis <laughs> to one of the vines. <laughs> Do you hear the past voices of their ancestors? Uh, it stings tree... a bit. Should I be doing? Should I stick it in there? <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, God, never mind. Natiri uh, tells him that he's one of them now. Time to choose uh, a woman. He's like, now it's time you got to choose your woman. And he's like, listen, I've already chosen. I've chosen you, provided that she she wants me as well. And she goes, I've already chosen as well. And they go, let's 
Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Uh, then they make out, and I assume they connect with the hair penises. We are mated for life now, they say. Yeah. And that thing got tangled. It's like, we're going to have to get some lube to get that thing out of there. Anyway. Oh, Jesus. Bro, you're really far down the rabbit hole on this one, is what I would have told him. <laughs> now, this is one of those things where it's like, you know, you ever have that friend that's dating that person and it's like, I just want to be single forever. And you're like, bro, you're married to this person already. He's so far down the rabbit hole on this one. I'm like, what was your plan here, Jake Sully? You're now one of them. Yeah, I, lo- I love when he, you know, we are now made it bonded for life. <laughs> just imagine like, what? oh, man, I was not. <laughs> I got to leave, actually. The very, not next, be happy the about very this. next scene is him on the ship back. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm my legs back. Also, great. Cameron Kennedy uh, rightly points out, how would you assume? Why would you assume that, Nick? You were there. You yeah, were watching. You were watching. You know, it's funny. Like, it's funny because every Was time- your avatar like five foot nine? <laughs> My- oh my god! Five ten, maybe. And you know, as, as far as I know, I don't do anything to warrant any of this disrespect oh, that gets bullshit. thrown. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a force of positivity <laughs> and, and happiness in this yes. in this organization. Yeah, I never right. dance for him on, when we're on Twitch streams. Never. <laughs> anyway, I don't know uh, what that means. Sometimes I dance and I go, "This is for Tim." And sometimes it gets back to him. And sometimes I'm not watching. Doesn't. I'm not. Like, it's just <laughs> never watched. Nope. I'm not gonna entertain it. Yeah, <laughs> smart move. That's what Twitter's for. Uh, they wake up the next morning to some big tractors tearing down the forest all around him, and Tira can't wake Jake up because he's a Walking Dead. Uh, but Doctor Grace is making him eat his breakfast. He's like, she's like, you're getting real skinny and you're stinky, and he's like, I'm gonna eat my breakfast, mom. And she's like, eat your fucking breakfast. Jake wakes up and tries to stop the tractors, but Parker orders the operators to move forward. Uh, Jake goes into beast mode and he, and he can't stop him. And Tira cries as they destroy the tree of memories or whatever the ancestral tree. Uh, and then the colonel figures out that it was Jake that went after the camera. And he's like, that was the final straw. Like, really? You didn't? You're going to kill him. Now you're mad. Like, it goes, it's a very f- big leap where he's like, damn it, I knew you were working for them. It's like, yeah, I fucking told you I was working for them. Like, you know I was working for them. That was the whole plan, the whole point of it, right? Also, I'm married now. I don't know if I have penis. <laughs> Can't get my hair penis unintertwined. Yeah, like, for for whatever reason, it was breaking those couple of cameras that that just that was it yeah yeah this guy's yeah i would have been like motherfucker you're about to run over me dude yeah dude. you gotta tell me when you're in these areas so i like that's that could have easily been the defense that you know what jake you're wrong you're right you're wrong you're right <laughs> you're right wrong <laughs> uh jake tries to calm everyone down and uh, in the tribe and telling everyone the truth about him but the colonel pulls them out of avatar sleep and the navi and his navi body falls down hard and i think this is where we get the line of like see this is what what, what do they call it this demon, in a, the demon in a false body yeah uh, Dr. Grace tells them all about the interconnectivity of the planet. It's really, really cool. And you, they can't destroy anything. It's a global network. All of Pandora and the Navi can upload and download memories from it. Quote, the wealth of this world isn't in the ground. It's all around us. Uh, the colonel shows Dr. Grace a message from Jake's, Jake's vlog where he's like, they're never going to leave their home tree. We will... We have nothing that they want. And he's like, see, we got to kill all of them. Uh, Parker preps for an all-out assault, but Jake, in a last-ditch effort... Why'd you record in- yourself saying that, bro? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. incriminating but. yourself like that. <laughs> a little weird. Uh, maybe just delete that one. Yeah. Uh, he talks. He's like, listen, give me have one more shot to go back to the Navi and talk it out and see if I can get him to move. I'll let him know that we're coming and we're coming hard. Uh, Jake finally comes clean. He says, they sent me here to learn. Joey, get your head out of the gutter, okay? <laughs> it's, a, it's a common parlance for him. It's, yeah, okay. So we're coming and we're coming hard. Yeah. Let them come. Joey. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> paint me, Andy. Uh, he says, "Listen, everyone. They sent me here to learn your ways, <laughs> that I could one day deliver this message, and you would Beyond believe they just it." Paint Nick is one of your French girls. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
adding it to the list. I painted Nick or Gregory. <laughs> to the list. I painted Greg naked from memory, and I haven't even seen it. Maybe you're supposed to get that from you too. Maybe I did Man. in past time. That was a moment in my life that I'll, I'm just like we've 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 passed a milestone here. <laughs> we're never we're, we can never go never back. Going back. <laughs> that's a that's a familiarity with Greg. I did not know we had, but we do. Yeah. Uh let's see the Terry. Oh right, he wants to deliver a message and they want to believe it. But Terry Rifley is a little pissed off because she trusted him and he is a giant piece of shit. To which I would respond. You know, he said he kind of told you everything that he's been doing this entire time. Uh, he told you he was a Marine. You know he's he's in a weird zombie body dream thing. I'm like, I don't know that all the blame's on him on this one. Like, you basically should have distrusted him. From but the I jump. think it's more the, like... But the je- this jellyfish thing told you to distrust him, so you're like, I guess I'll but it's like, him. But that, I think, it's like, oh, I can trust him. And he's saying, oh, my boys are cool. My boys are cool. But yeah. His boys aren't cool. So They're it's not- like, that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, even though she knows that he's working with them, he's telling them... They have nothing my, to worry my about. My squad's okay. That's true. That's yeah. actually bad. He is sort of trustworthy here, and then it has betrayed that trust. He's it's a true. people pleaser, and as as a people pleaser, I can Me say too. that you can't please everyone. It's true. Right. It's true. You got to pick a side. Because yeah. he gets into that moment where, yeah, but she's yelling, she's like, you knew they were going to do this, dude? Like, what the fuck? That's that's the main sort of offense here. But it's, but it's, and I get that, and again, but not to, to play devil's advocate, this is a contentious relationship anyway. They've seen the military might of the colonizers here, right? They know they're not stupid. These are this is a, a very highly evolved group of, of of beings with an interconnected web. They understand like the stakes, right? They, at some, they they just didn't see this coming. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But, but I just kind of feel like they, they <laughs> trust him to figure it out. They trust him to be like, hey, that, that's their tree. Leave their tree alone. And right. they're like, yeah, that's what they're gonna do. And, and they don't. Fair do enough. That. Fair enough. And fair I enough. think even though they outcast uh, Grace in this, like don't they've still that. seen that there have been. There's good people there. Right? I get. Yeah, not, I get. I mean, I guess that's know. true because Grace and really the touchstone for the humans is Doctor Grace. Yeah, Doctor and uh, and Jake Sully. So yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, also, just shout out to Zoe, Zoe Saldana here in this, in this scene. Just yeah. fucking hot. Her performance is it. so good. That was one of the things that I do remember being like because I was a fan of hers from I think she had done Star Trek already. I'd yeah, seen her, earlier yeah, that year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, fuck, she's awesome. And then seeing her in this, I was like, this is a rare performance. For her. That's for, where you highlight like that facial capture. Yes. Yeah. When she's just like, it's so good. like, oh, it's so fucking great, man. I, and if it wasn't for that, I don't think the scene would have worked. At all. I so disagree. Really? Well, only, only that I don't know if it's her acting or the animation, but her crying really did not work for me. And she cries mm-hmm. a lot. A lot. It's, like, <laughs> it's like that crocodile tear thing. Yeah. I don't know if they just didn't animate like the liquid, but. It didn't work. I th- I thought it looked great. I I think it was more of just like how the facial animations were were stretching, and her brow would go down, and they would rise up, and like it it was so expressive in that moment. I think that's like probably one of my favorite animated moments in the show. It's like I just thought it was it just felt like that's a person that doesn't feel like a computer being, even though this movie's from two thousand nine. Uh, they tie Jake and Dr. Grace up as the attack ships come over the horizon. The colonel orders gas first, right through the front door, he says. But the Navi fire back with arrows and stand their ground, to which Quaritch answers with incendiaries. He takes that thing up about ten notches. Uh, Moet unties Grace and Jake and says, if you are truly one of us, then help us. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, in an act of defiance, decides not to fire. She says, I didn't sign up for this. 
Um, I fucking love playing this shit, man. Exact, it's just, she plays the same character in every, every movie. movie. <laughs> she fucking nails it, man. Like, I just love this, but I love the, the line of, like, if you're one of us, help us. Like, there's, like, a desperation to this entire thing that leads to the Titanic moment of this movie. Like, legitimately yeah. a giant thing falling over and causing a lot of problems. God bless Michelle Rodriguez. Her emotional state is always, like, right here. Yeah, it's but either a little later, bit mad or kind of fun. She has fucking dope-ass paint on her <laughs> face true. and That's on true. her little fucking plane. Very true. <laughs> very true all of that stuff is indisputable uh <laughs> the, 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 the v, oh, sorry uh doesn't matter of course um there it's too late the rest of the ships blow the hell out of the home tree support columns and the whole thing comes crumbling down then i scream in horror as the bur- as the burning wreckage uh that was her home comes crumbling down around them uh natiri finds her father with a wooden shard through his heart he tells her to protect the people and then dies Jake tries to apologize, but Terry's like, uh, this is the wrong time for this. I just put my, you know, I just saw my father die. She's not hearing it. She said, he says, I was a warrior who dreamed he could bring peace. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. And then I write, fuck, this movie's long. Because this is the part where I start feeling, <laughs> I start feeling it a little bit. Where I was like, I want a lot of cold medication. Yeah, that's where you're like, this oh, movie. this movie has like a whole extra thing to yeah, do. Yeah, a whole movie. Yeah. I mean, again, this Titanic, like midway, right? two VHSs, right? And we always say the first half was like a romance love movie. And the second half is like a horror disaster, disaster movie. Disaster movie, yeah. And I feel like with this, it's like this This moment is I love the visuals of Pandora, which is this like super beautiful, colorful thing. All of a sudden it's like it's like a reverse Wizard of Oz. Ash. Like it's like like black and just white, burning. just ash everywhere. It's like really uh, powerful shit. Trudy, uh, who is Michelle Rodriguez's character. Not yes. Letty. Yes. What's that? Her name's Trudy. <laughs> but it was Letty. So we'll call her Letty. I in a million years would not would have never have guessed Trudy. I believe so. Breaks them all out of the brig and they narrowly escape while the colonel rains down fire on them. Great scene too, because he's like fuck it. Just walks outside. No mask. No dude. mask. He's like, yeah. holding his breath as he's just emptying clips at the helicopter. Uh, they take one of the mobile labs with them and head over to the tree souls. Jake heads back into his avatar and continues to narrate despite us not needing it. No. <laughs> Sometimes your whole life boils down to one insane moment, he says. And I would be like, delete, delete, delete. And we for don't me, need that it was connected to my hair penis. Could, could, there. Could, <laughs> not, could not disagree more. This is hype as Fuck him! Fucking coming from above and getting that guy. Are you? Oh, kidding? that was sick as shit. Yeah. And it was set up with but the exposition. I fucking love it. It's just one of those things where you go. It's it's a power. It's a cool moment. You know it's coming. You know what he's got to do. He's got to lead the clan. The best way to do it is we already got the exposition that the her great grandfather used to ride this thing, and everyone, all the clans, listened to him because he could ride this thing and connect with it. So he's like, I didn't need the exposition of sometimes your whole life boils down to one insane moment. I'm like. You've had a lot of insane moments in the last, like, six months, bro. This is just, like, one of them that's come by. I would have loved it if he's, like, it, it, it should have been set up where, like, Dr. Grace was, like, what are you going to do? And he goes, something insane. And then it just cuts to him over the shadow. <laughs> and we, we're in that moment. I don't need to see. Anyway. I also love one. that they didn't show it. I you see the setup of it. And yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I, lo- I love, I love that yeah. he's, like, you know. I would have liked uh, to They always it. attack from above, but it, they never, like, it, it's not expecting this shit. Here we go. Cut to black. Then he has it. I was like, that's fucking good. That's some good fucking shit, Fucking good, dude. Uh, either way, he gets it, and everyone Jim. bows down to him. They call him the Taruk Makto. Uh, and then Natiri says, I see you, which they've oh. said a bunch of times. And he's like, hype. Dope. All of it. Perfect. And then Lazalonzo agrees to fly with him, and he begs uh, the, he begs the help of uh, Ewa, who they're like, no, 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 no. Our spirit god is like neutral and all this shit. She don't care. Turns out she Registered does, independent, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It turns <laughs> out she, she does, though. Got to pick a side. Uh, they talk, They take Dr. Grace to the Tree of Souls. Uh, if it works, Grace, oh, because Dr. Grace got uh, wounded. 
Uh, if it works, Grace will be locked into the Navi body forever. It's a little setup for later. Uh, Andy, could you imagine going for what we are now? We're like, what, 6'1", six, 6'2", six, to 10 feet overnight? That'd be pretty cool. That'd be awesome. Huh? Yeah. But it didn't work, unfortunately, and Grace dies. In <laughs> 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 her little cocoon. She's with AY now, is what she says. Uh, Jake addresses the group with Laz translating in this and that moment that Tim likes. For I mean, le- legitimately, I, this is one of my favorite movie moments ever of all time yeah. like i since the since 2009 i remember this i've this is what every year the song here is one of my most listened to tracks it's just such a great build and like him giving the speech having the translation it builds up perfectly we see them right out and then the exposition kicks in and he's just like and we went to the eastern sea and we got them from the desert so we and i'm like this is fucking awesome man he says quote we will send them a message you will ride out as fast as the wind will carry you and tell all the other clans to come you will tell them the turok makto is about to get into some shit fuck yeah man uh still a and solid 40 minutes I'm, left of this movie and the whole time i'm like and he doesn't have any like uncles and aunts and cousins. So, like, he's just willing to just throw it all away and just like he's got not... nothing. He had a brother, brother's dead, just him. No other relatives. Like, well, he's he's not married too, so he's got a wife now. You have mm-hmm. to imagine just some little blue kids running around because this movie jumps like eight years. Yeah, since he's been That's in the it. Avatar. You know. Anyway, there's a whole Marvel uh, Christmas special. Ninety six day period. <laughs> this whole movie. I was interested in the in the the stats on this one. So, according to Jake's video logs, the entire film on Pandora takes place over a 96-day period. The first log is dated May 19th, 2154, and the last is recorded on August 24th, 2154, which is Jake's birth, new birthday. Uh, the final battle takes place on August in August 2154, 200 years from the date of James Cameron's birth. That seems irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> oddly specific. I'm so dumb. I hear I heard you say that and I go Damn, three months, not too much. <laughs> not crazy, not crazy. I feel like we maybe roped in with Andy's criticism of needing more, like, to see Jake's transition. We needed, like, a, I think of the time lapsey kind of montage from Lightyear, where he comes back and, like, the captain and her family's, like, evolving. Yeah. I feel like we need something like that. To, like, yeah. Talk about time. Totally agree. Uh, everyone from the horse people to the sea people answer the call. Time to fuck some sky people up. Colonel Quaritch gives the brief. He's like, uh, the number of enemies out there has gone, has gone from 200 to 2,000. In a week, it could be 20,000. The only option they have is a preemptive attack. Quote, we will fight terror with terror. They just did it. They yeah, just said sure the did it. They went fucking hard. And they're like, you know what? A little on the nose, James this Cameron. This movie is okay. on the nose. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, they plan to blow up the Mountain Stronghold, which is like, oh, yeah, of course, the Mountain Stronghold. Because we've seen that so much in the last two hours of this movie. The Mountain Stronghold. The most They've important. talked about it. Excessively. Endlessly. <laughs> they don't need to talk. We get it. We know what it is. It's an, odd, it's an odd thing that could have used a little setup. It's it's like what I wish they had done was blow up. Well, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, the shock and awe campaign starts at 0600 hours tomorrow. Jake goes to the Tree of Souls to ask the Great Mother for help. With a new outfit, dope-ass hair. This yeah, video game is all great, man. Yeah. He's ready to fucking fight. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, Nintendo. He's got like, his level 5 ground pound uh, ability. You yeah, know? AOE. <laughs> say he's like, poof, and all the cool yeah. things. from. The, he's like the Thor outfit at the ending. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo's like, she doesn't pick sides, unfortunately. Uh, as the ships uh, and ground forces approach the mouth of the mountain, the Navi mount their counterattack. It's a spectacular sequence, and this movie wasn't three hours long. I would recap it in more detail here, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Uh, Trudy's chopper. I goes, appreciate the honesty. Yeah, no, I was just like, dude, there's lots of cool shit happening, but eight-hour movie. Uh, it's uh, let's see, Trudy. What's that? Trudy. I just wanted to say the name Trudy. Trudy, fun name. I feel like that. Not enough people named Trudy these days. I mean, not not any. They're all I over would the say. age of like eighty-five. Yeah, not any. Also, like, now. I did not feel the length of this movie 
um I hear I hear your complaints about the length and I say I say nay. But oh. Andy, do you feel, feel any complaints. sort of time when you're just in your room just watching do anything you, on your screens? Having to fucking watch Transformers in review. <laughs> like Ooh, watching yeah. all those Transformers movies, watching many different like DC just when when I'm not enjoying myself, that's where I usually feel the length of the movie. Here, I just like I don't know, it just felt like a two and a half, two forty movie, I guess. Dude, watching Transformers in review is like remember when you were in high school and you were reading a book that you just could not focus on, and you have to go back pages to watch <laughs> yeah. it. That's Transformers. Yeah, yeah, dude. Every Transformer movie took me like, like four and a half oh, to five hour movie, weird. five hours to watch because I would have to restart it and go back, and yeah, it was just not. Tim and I talked about the Transformers movies when. Rise of the Beast or whatever the trailer came out and I I was like was I on Transformers in review and I looked back and I wasn't I was like I can't believe I just watched that for fun apparently like sorry. I, I need hobbies maybe. yeah oh that was a tough one uh anyway we're gonna skip along here Trudy's chopper goes down Interior's Banshee goes down and things like dire uh Alonzo makes it aboard the ship uh, the command ship, or the bomber ship, excuse me, and gets three in the chest for his efforts. Uh, Norm uh, gets shot, and his avatar dies as JP. Uh, I wish there was a moment where maybe Trudy and one of the other soldier dudes was, they had, like, a, a fighting, like, I don't know. You would just get little hints of them not liking each other, and I would have loved her to be like, my ship's going down. I'm taking your bitch ass with me. Cause I, I just felt like it was kind of lame oh, for like her, the, her to just get shot down like yeah. i would have loved for her to actually have a, a sub fight like the gina carano one yeah yeah like i mean not even necessarily anything that lengthy i'm just saying like it throughout the movie get you know other people talking shit to her and her having a very antagonistic relationship and at the end like i mean she's the reason why they are out like she broke them out i feel like just kind of shooting her down was kind of lame you know yeah she could have had a hero's death for yeah. sure but she was like again michelle rodriguez I'm going she out. was like, "Sorry, Jake. That's all you got. I'm out. Oh, okay. They'll bring her back in the next. Probably. She'll be like I lived. Just like, and then all of a sudden, Jake's always gonna be like, "Wait a minute. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Jake orders Natiri to fall back, but suddenly a herd of hammerheads stampede through the APUs. All the animals start attacking. Awa has heard you, dude. The shot of the the like horse thing on fire." running was just like like so like oof it just grounds it all in such a way and then yeah when these guys like the reinforcements come in i just have the dumbest smile on my face the entire time I, it's just like yeah y'all motherfuckers did this, <laughs> this is just yeah. great uh the crazy cool panther thing kneels in, uh, before an interior and it's time to rip shit up jake mounts an assault on the cargo ship and blows one of the engines right as they're about to drop the payload uh jake hits the command ship but the colonel makes a makes a miss, so he grabs a missile off of the rack and is about to do all this. And then the colonel's like, "Oh no!" And he bows the ship the other way, and Jake falls off. Colonel gets into his APU, just what you think is a more involved process. But as the ship's uh, the fiery wreckage of the ship is about to hit the ground, he's like, "There's no more badass of a sequence than this right. fucking sequence right here." Drops this dude knows he's about to die, nonchalantly gets in this mech, picks up the fucking gunship, jumps out of a crashing aircraft like it is the coolest shit Dude, of all time like this movie spares no expense and we talk about the budget we talk about tech and all this stuff and it's like this scene is just not just the every movie every scene every single shot in this is like the exact perfect shot it should be it's like how can we make this the coolest thing possible how much how can we show exactly what the audience would would feel something from yeah and they just fucking do it and uh, we get like I the loved, 10 stage final boss fight i would have loved for him to like land and then hit the roof and break his neck and <laughs> the movie's just over <laughs> like that's a yeah. that's a long fall to be in a little mech thing like that you know you've got to get it's anytime like i see robert Downey jr get hit in the iron man too i'm like 
okay, you're not your getting brain like, is scrambled. You're, yeah, you're yeah. not getting skin like you know your your skin isn't getting affected by this, but your brain is complete mush by Gone this point. Though, yeah. Oh, you have to imagine there's some sort of cool unobtainium in the suit that yeah. allows it to do that. <laughs> of course. Uh, I want to give a shout out here. Of course, you can't talk about Avatar. You can't talk about this mech suit without giving a shout out to the power lifter from Aliens, which oh, James yeah. Cameron has had has had his heart set on animating people in these cool mech suits for a very, very long time. So shout out to him for that, which is cool. Uh, anyway, uh, the colonel heads over to the mobile base to kill Jake's human form, but Natiri and her panther catch him. They disarm him, uh, but he shanks the panther and pins Natiri to the ground. Jake intervenes. He says, give it up, courage, it's all over. And then he goes, nothing is over. Nothing. Just like Rambo. Nothing's over while I'm still breathing, he says. And then yeah, he, he does. I kind of hoped you'd see Fuck that. Cool. Uh, then they phase off, and Jake gets the upper hand. He says, you think you're one of them? Time to wake up. He smashes through the mobile lab, and Jake's IRL body starts to suffocate. Uh, and then Natiri lands an arrow in Quadditch's heart, and then a second one, just for good measure. Uh, is this also the point where, like, Jake, like, hisses at the yeah, guy? Yeah, it is. I fucking love that, where it's like... How does it feel to betray your own race? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, 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 I don't understand what that means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's too late. Of course, Jake passes out. No English. <laughs> uh, and he really assimilated. <laughs> she throws a mask on him uh, and saves him, which is weird. Because I, I, I remember this movie ending with him almost dead. And they take him back to the tree and, like, plug him in. And then also he comes back to life and he's, like, Avatar for real. But, uh, no, he's like, oh, hey, thanks. I, just, I love it. I love her looking at his human body for the first Felt time and saying, yeah. I see you. I'm like, oh, y'all made this work. The next day, Jake and Natiri supervise the humans leaving the planet. The aliens were sent back to their dying world, he says. Oh, fuck. So dope. Uh, Jake does his final vlog. He hurries and wraps it up. It's his birthday, after all, over at the Tree of Souls. Jake is transferred over to his avatar once and for all. And man, is he wearing a bad wig. <laughs> bad wig. That's terrible. <laughs> and that's Avatar. And that is Avatar. Um, let's do a little thing I like to call Ragu Bagu. Ragu. Bagu. Not like the sound font of that one. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rat Guys Talk Bad Guys. Here for Avatar. That's usually what it is. There yeah. it is. <laughs> In review. Uh, where do we want? I mean, obviously, Stephen Lang, number Stephen one. Stephen Lang, dude. It's great. I'm what, curious. What's his name? What are we going to call him here? Uh, Stephen Quar- oh, Quaritch. 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 Terrible name. Right. Just call him the yeah. Colonel. Call exactly. Colonel Dude, Quaritch definitely sounds like something from Harry Potter, even if Quidditch didn't exist. Right. Quaritch just sounds like something in... Professor Quarrel. That's why. Quarrel That's and why. Quidditch. Quaritch. Yeah. Quarrel, Quidditch. A lot of keywords in Harry Potter. Mm. Yeah, just awesome antagonist in this. Kind of a little cookie cutter where you're like, you're just a bad, see, just a bad guy, Colonel. This entire movie's cookie cutter, but it's like, it is the best cookie ever. Like, they just, they did the thing. Yes, it is legitimately bad guy 101, but it's bad guy 101. This is the standard. This is how you do this mm-hmm. shit. We've seen so many bad versions of that character Straight up. that yeah. make I feel like Stephen Lang feel so much better. And also Stephen fucking Lang. Just Jack. Right? So you know what it is? It's like the, the cool hair. I already said this. The scar. He talks about the scar. Yeah. Where he's like, I could have had it fixed. Maybe he has that line. He's like, I could have had it fixed. Could have made like, them maybe look pretty again. Out there. Yeah. yeah. So, so cool. cool. <laughs> and now ranking the Avatar movies, obviously, currently, number one is Avatar 1. I'm going to say it. I, I will be shocked if I think Avatar 2 is better than this one. I would bet. I'm hopeful. I'm really fucking hopeful, but I, I just bet? love this movie so much. I bet $5 Avatar 2 blows this out of the water. Really? Yeah. And I'm not Way excited for this at all. And and I think the trailers look pretty bad, but I would, I'm willing to bet money on James Cameron, side unseen. 
I'll buy it. So you know, you ever you guys ever watch those shows where they they have the storage units and it's like I'll bet thousand dollars side and see. Uh, storage wars, hell yeah. Yeah, this is this is a storage war moment, Tim. Yeah, I, I, I hope you're right. Yeah. G, what about you? Do I think two will be better than one? Yeah, I do. You guys are hyped. I agree. I think, I think I, so too. I, I Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, I, I. But but also it's it's mostly because of how I feel about you. We just ta- having this cookie cutter conversation. Like, yeah. I think this story is like very basic and very bare bones, and it's serviceable as hell. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not inoffensive, or it's not offensive in any way. Where you go, oh, that's a fucking terrible idea. And we feel that a lot whenever we do movies on in review. But this movie does like. Just enough to keep you interested in what's happening with these characters while wowing you with its special effects. From what I've just seen reviewers mention, that Way of the Water is like, yeah, it's all the spectacle, and they actually have a better story to kind of service all the visuals. I, I'm, I, I am so excited for this, dude. Like, it's been a while since I've felt this way, um, I, I guess since Endgame, but like, I've never wanted to watch a 3D movie. I want to watch this 3D movie. Yeah. You know what like, I like? Anytime, if we accidentally ever book a 3D showing, I'm like, fuck that, dude. Don't, don't. Put me on the 2D. But no, like, I want to see this in 3D. I want to experience it the way the mastermind James Cameron is like, this is the best way to see it. You know? I agree. I agree. Normally, Andy, the only thing I want to say that's 3D, popcorn going into my mouth. I want to see it in 4D. You know, well, so here's my thing. We're watching it in 3D next week. Cool Greg's not coming to that. I think we're going to do 4D. So, gee, if you're down to watch Whoa. again. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. If it was like half the length, maybe I'd do yeah. twice. Okay. We'll, see. we'll see how you feel. Is it going to be, it's a plus three, right? Like plus three hours? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three oh, hours, ten minutes, I think. Yeah. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Cannot wait. We're going to be reviewing that next week. Um... And it'll be our final in review of the year, 2022. Um, that's crazy to think about. Uh, next week's our final week of content here. Um, so make sure that you get your fill on everything. We have a very special kind of funny podcast. I don't know if we can say our guest yet. Um, maybe we not? can. Maybe. I, thought, I don't know. I'm we putting it really... in the schedule that's going out tomorrow. So <laughs> We have a really, really, really <laughs> cool guest on the kind of funny podcast next week. Um, and we're going to have a banger week on everything else. But until next time. I see you.